This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Hello, this is Adam from Smooth Operator. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Hope you're having a good one. Um, Just been thinking a lot about a couple of of topics, and I want to dive into one here today. Uh, Before I do that, though, uh, if you're a new podcast subscriber, uh, I'm seeing the numbers. They're rocketing upwards. So thank you to all the new subscribers. Uh, Definitely good to have you on board. Um, If you can just go give us a review, we uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, This is already episode, I believe, 40. So crazy that we're up to 40 episodes already. And I'm looking forward to where the podcast is going. So one of my inspirations when creating this was to make it a daily show. Um, And this was from directly from Russell Brunson, who was told, you know, I think Stephen Larson told him, yeah, for the first like 40 or 45 episodes, you kind of sucked. Then it got better and better because it's partially about finding our own voice, our own identity. So that's been part of the reason I've been doing these daily. Uh, It's finding my identity. And so I I hope that came through. And speaking to fellow entrepreneurs, CEOs, I'm sure you can understand that. And I genuinely appreciate if you can give me any feedback, anything that you're seeing, anything you like or don't like about the show. Um, Great. So today I want to get into automation. Because we were just at, I was just at a conference and we heard from Perry Belcher. It was a great talk about the the added value of including premiums with our promotions. So you see these all the time where if you buy this certain product, you get this other physical thing free. Uh, Premiums, the numbers are clear um, that premiums, when the right premium is matched with the right offer, Premiums do increase your your cart value, your conversion value exponentially. Uh, so that's one thing. I'll, I should give a more further in-depth conversation on premiums later, but that's kind of the genesis of this uh, this discussion because there was a lot of chatter in, about premiums inside of a private group I belong to. And one dude, like I don't blame him, but I just gonna, it just made my spider senses tingle when he said, yeah, we're going to include these premium products to our membership and I want to automate right away. I was like, dude, dude, you're missing the boat, man. You're just missing it. Automation is fantastic. I love automation. I try to automate as much as possible. But automation is the last step. It's not the first. And that's in almost anything that we're doing. Um, we do want to make things automated. It takes things off our desk. It make things, makes things easier to manage. Make th- makes things more automatic from even the customer's perspective. So automation is great, but it has to come at the right time, at the right place, and with the right amount of expertise and knowledge of your customers before you can move into automation. So some examples of things that we would want to automate, any, any swag, you know, you do want to automate that, including the order ordering process, um, any premium bonus physical products, like I mentioned. Uh, we often see automation with webinars um, and with like testimonials and case studies. And and everyone, you know, certainly automates their email sequences. Um, all those things are great things to automate. I will never take automation away from any of those. But at this point, you don't know what you don't know. And that's kind of the key. When you do things manually, 
when you're in the trenches, actually pushing send on that email, hand jamming the order form, you see things. You see opportunities. You see shortcomings. You see places where things can work better. You might even see an opportunity that you didn't know existed yet because you're going through things manually. You're, you're actually getting your hands dirty you know, and working through the process of what it actually takes to offer that physical product or that extra service. And when you do that, there's always going to be the little thing that you see. I know for me, when we were doing, we did um, sweatshirt. So if you purchase this tier of our membership, you got a free sweatshirt. Okay, great. Fantastic. And it was kind of a late-term idea. We're like, oh, we should do this. Okay, awesome. By going through that whole process, what I noticed was that many of the students weren't necessarily getting and and opening the email that collected their, their stats. So I needed to know their size. I needed to know if their shipping address was different from their billing address. We had an email that was manually triggered, but there was no additional email that was ever triggered from that. There was no automation to pull them out of that sequence if they had properly filled in their information. All this stuff can be done. Uh, so it's a matter of just um, knowing your different automation rules, what you can do in your CRM. Um, I'm an Infusionsoft guy, so I can talk for days and days and days about what you can do in Infusionsoft. I haven't really used many of the other ones, so I know less about those. But by manually doing that, when I went to go place the orders and I made that big CSV sheet with all the data, it was then that I noticed we had a number of students that had qualified for that premium bonus, but had never get gotten us the information in order to allow us to fulfill. All right, so that's a good thing to notice. Where is that communication breakdown coming? coming? Maybe it's too early after the order that you're asking for their stats. Maybe, you know, sometimes people just miss things and they miss the message. You know, our, our customers, our clients are humans and most people aren't nearly as wedded to their, to their laptops and desktops and mobiles like we are. You know, this is what we do. So we, we mistakenly believe, oh, well, of course they saw an email. I sent it. Not necessarily. So that was just one small example of something that I noticed. Uh, another small example is that we had a vendor. You know, we were getting things ordered from them. They were shipping. But when I was doing it manually, I noticed how big of a distinction there was in shipping prices to certain parts of the world. It was stuff that we hadn't noticed during the initial uh, vendor research, but we were able to notice it when we were manually fulfilling them. So that gave me an opportunity to find another vendor, find a vendor that had regionalized production facilities. You know, saved a lot of, the company a lot of money in the long run, you know, because we were able to find a company that allowed not only for the automation, but had things all worked out on their end to route the order to its appropriate fulfillment facility so we could really save on shipping, uh, especially if you consider worldwide customers. I mean, we were based out of London, that particular company was, and we'd get orders from Australia, India, New Zealand. You're talking about shipping costs to some of those countries. It starts to get pretty pricey, up to 
I mean, it was more expensive to ship half the products than it was for the buy the product itself. So it's kind of crazy like that. So that's one thing that we saw from the from just doing things manually. I was able to get real time feedback from our students, see if they were even interested in the premium offer. There's a whole lot of yeah, I really didn't want that anyway. You can keep it. Well, shoot, man, if you got a, a big enough percentage of your customers telling you that, what does that say about your premium product? You might want to test something out. Uh, and there's the other aspect of it. Doing things manually allows you to test things faster. You can test different premiums because you're not spending all of your time setting up the automation. We talk about automation like it's a panacea. It is once it's working. But that's the key, once it's working. It, it's everything breaks. I mean, it just does. And I have had very few instances where I nailed things the exact right way the first time and knew my automation worked. There was always little thing here, little thing there, you know, something that wasn't going the way we intended it to do until we had manually put a couple people through it, made sure, and then we're able to trust the systems that we created on the back end. All right. So yeah. And I mean, th there's, there's a big victory right there. Uh, just seeing if there are any reactions to your premium product, any reactions to whatever messaging you're putting out there. So you can refine them. So you can optimize them, add, reduce the number of contact points between you. I mean, and the customer really kind of depends on what you're doing. You're not going to be able to see that at the root level. If you're relying on automation from day one, so it's just some physical order examples, um, just some things that do come through when you're doing it manually. You know, it allows you to go through the process. You see how well it works. You see how much you have to be involved, where things could fall apart. You know, you, you also get a feeling for what the fulfillment vendors are doing. You see the lead times. You see the lag times. You know, how, how quick do they need the order to start production? How long after the order is started is production actually received? You know, you might know that from your market research, but there's a difference in between knowing what some vendor told you on a sheet or in a conversation versus what actually happens when things are in motion, when things are moving forward and automated or actually, going, like I said, going through the ordering process. Get a feel for the customer experience. What are they getting out of this? Are they getting notifications that things are coming? Are they giving you any feedback? All these things are very valuable touch points. Um, another particular thing I love to automate now, but I had to do a whole lot of work to get there, is case studies. Case studies are great. You know, We need that social proof for our audience. We need to build that out. It needs to be part of our, of our value proposition. Me personally, though, I did over 50 one-to-one face-to-face interviews before I was comfortable enough to automate. Well over 50. It was probably closer to 100, 120. It's now automated. And there were ways I could do that, even ways of putting me on a video camera where it was like you were having a conversation with me, but just done in an automated can format. And everyone knows it's automated. You don't even have to tell them. They get it. But the questions I asked, the way I would steer the prospect or the, the student when gathering social proof from them was very well refined. 
because I'd done so many interviews. I kind of knew the questions that would elicit emotional responses. I knew the questions that would not necessarily be clear, and I was able to reword them so that we had something very clear. Because, sorry, when it's automated, they have no ability to ask a question of you if something isn't clear. You're only going to get that by having that face-to-face interaction. Then you're going to know if your wording's correctly. So uh, one thing we were able to gather from that as well is we doubled our testimonial case study interviews as an avatar interview. Allowed us to really optimize our messaging. See what it was about that offer that made it a no-brainer for our prospect. My favorite was when they uh, you know, talked about, I really didn't know, it seemed kind of fuzzy here, but now that I went through it, it's great. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm in the information product uh, industry. So we're able to refine our messaging, get some of those lagging objections, find ways to answer it in our messaging. That all came from a whole lot of time on the ground, giving those interviews, facilitating that, and you know, being that person. Uh, the other thing it did is it made super fans. I had people that I'd show up on a group coaching call. They'd be like, Adam, so good to see you. Made super fans because they had felt really appreciated by the personal time that I took with them. And when someone's a super fan, they're just waiting to open up their wallet to you again. You really can't discount how valuable it is to create super fans. Okay, so just, uh, just two examples, physical products and um case studies on, you know, some added benefits to not doing things automated from the beginning. Like I said, I'm not ragging on automation at all. I think it's something you should look for in every aspect of your business. But again, that's the last step. Do things manually. Do things the hard way because you're going to see opportunities. You're going to see different ways that you can make things better for your prospects and when you do move to automation, you're going to do it with a whole lot more confidence and a whole lot more data than you did going into it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Hope you have a great rest of the week. In the meantime, please do head over to www.adamliet.com. Check out what we got on the site for you. And I hope to see you soon. Operators, lead the way. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.